welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Don Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Um, quite a week then. <laughs> Don't really know where to uh, to start with this week. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to dissect. Let's get the bad bit out of the way first. Um, a week ago, Dom, we sat here and you... Uh, no, I said it can't really get any worse. Um, and you uh, you kind of played that down a bit. And it turns out you were right because it did get worse at Wickham last Saturday. I didn't watch this, I've got to be honest. Listen to it on the radio. Um, Talk talk me through it. How I mean, Gary, Gary Monk afterwards kind of said, "Oh, we're just not getting looks, not going our way," and kind of made it sound like he thought that they played all right. But that's not kind of the impression that I'm kind of getting from other people. They, they played okay, um, and they huffed and puffed and had all the possession and territory in that second half. But you never felt like they were going to score uh, against Wickham, and when they're second from bottom. Uh, and hadn't won a match in the championship, um, then, yeah, uh, not not good enough. Uh, they didn't test the goalkeeper anywhere near enough. Um, and there were some pretty hard questions that were asked of Gary Monk, uh, you know, after the match about you know, his job. And, you know, I then wrote on Sunday, you know, I, I thought that we were maybe reaching the point of no return. With Gary Monk, I thought that yeah, after four defeats on the spin and, and the manner of the performances, the fact that they'd gone three games against Luton, Rotherham, Wickham, bang, 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 no goals, lost them all, winnable matches against teams that we expect to be down there. And you, you, you're you looking at it on um, Saturday night and what, what was it, Wednesday, 10 points adrift of safety. And then um, now we're a few days on and um, things have dramatically uh, changed for the better. It it really did feel like um, uh, the the word rock bottom came up a couple of times, didn't it, last week? And I think Saturday night just, uh, just kind of slumped on the sofa and it did feel like, oh, this is, it's, it's been a while since it's felt this bad as a Wednesday fan. I mean, the the stats and the records that Wednesday managed to break last weekend were, were fairly awful, weren't they? So Wickham never won a game in the championship, never kept a clean sheet in the championship. You know, all all these different sort of things that would. It, I mean, it was just it was just awful, wasn't it? Um, and it, it almost wasn't surprising either because you could almost feel it coming after those two performances last week. And, you know, when, when that uh, goal goes in just before half-time, it kind of felt like, this is this is actually according to script. You know, I wasn't I wasn't particularly surprised that it was almost kind of like accepting the inevitable and and it what i mean a lot's changed this week a lot's happened this week but trying to think back to just how low that felt on saturday night it, i mean that was bad yeah, oh yeah it was horrible um I, I must admit that that's as low as i've felt in some time on uh, saturday night driving back from wickham and you're thinking where are wednesday going um you know it appears one way relegation you're concerned about the lack of goals that still hasn't changed of course in the last few days um for Wednesday to get out of the predicament they're in you're thinking they've got to find more quality uh, especially at the business end of the pitch Uh, and and for all the 
attacking players that Wednesday have got, you're still looking at it and thinking who's going to get 10, 15 goals and they need a couple of those players really to be finding the shooting boots for Wednesday to climb out and get out of the situation that they find themselves in. And there wasn't a lack of effort. It was the lack of confidence in that team, the belief really. You, you felt the first goal was important at Wickham and that's how it turned out. Gary Monk had made five changes. I don't think a lot of people out there would disagree with the alterations that he made. You know, the one in goal uh, was the headline grabber. Yeah. And Joe Wildsmith actually made a really good save um, prior to Wick and then scoring from the corner. Yes. Um, and then, you know, he made a couple of good saves in the afternoon, did a little wrong. Um, and, and so he certainly justified the selection. Uh, but yeah, you know, he looked across, there were too many players who really struggled and were off the pace. Uh, Wickham took full advantage and, yeah, you know, you've got to say, uh, you know, great win for them and everything. But, yeah, for the position Wednesday are in, you know, it looks a really damaging defeat for Gary Monk, the team. Um, and then football uh, works in mysterious ways, as we all know, James. And uh, I, I, I've I mean, gone yeah. about Wickham, really. I'm not, I'm not fussed about Wickham anymore. I saw being in No, no, no. I, and I was... I was literally about to say, I, you know, I don't want to dwell on the negatives because we've got some happier stuff to talk about. There is one other thing that I do just want to touch on from the Wiccan game, and actually it's something that you, you sort of alluded to a little bit earlier on, which was um, that that post-match interview with Gary Monk felt like the first time it's come close to all kind of bubbling over a little bit. I know Mike from Radio Sheffield quite quite kind of um, forceful in, in, in terms of really sort of pushing you know, wanting answers to the questions that he was um, asking. And and that was kind of the first time that we'd seen things getting just a little bit fractious with, with Gary Monk. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I've got lots of time for Mike. Uh, and uh, yeah, he pressed him. He gave him a good grilling. And yeah, Gary Monk uh, got pretty tetchy, uh, to say the least. Um, and, and actually, he succeeded in... Uh, not just, uh, I think, uh, getting underneath Gary Monk's uh, skin, but then, uh, yeah, pretty much ruined it for the rest of the assembled press because Gary Monk did not want to hang around <laughs> much um, after that. But, yeah, no, Mike um, was only doing his job and uh, was only asking questions that, you know, everybody else were gearing up to ask, really. And, and you can't get past that, you know, people were talking about Gary Monk's uh, future and position at the time and, and that, you know, the record... Going in, you know, after Wickham was six wins and 32 and it's relegation form when Wednesday now are close to needing promotion form. Or that's at least what we thought, uh, to get out of the situation that they're in. Um, then, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it wasn't looking good, but, uh, yeah, football, uh, well, doesn't uh, along comes, yeah, along comes, um, was it Tuesday night or Wednesday night? I can't remember. It was Tuesday night, wasn't it? Well, it's Tuesday Wednesday night. night well, obviously, you do it in the order, haven't you? You've got to do it in the order. So, Bournemouth. Um, yeah, yeah, some people said Bournemouth it was, was Tuesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, Tuesday night. Some people said it was the best performance of the season. I actually wouldn't agree. I thought they played better uh, probably at Cardiff on the opening weekend. I thought that was pretty much the perfect away performance. And then also, they did very well at Birmingham. Uh, you know, we've only got to go off the three wins, haven't we? Um, that's all that's been recorded. But yeah, I mean, it's still against a team that you expect to be in the top six, 
for Wednesday yep. to get the clip, to keep them out with all the attacking talent they've got. Um, and after the run they've been on, you know, nobody gave Wednesday hope. Gary Monk was right. No one thought Wednesday were going to beat Bournemouth. Yes, and I mean, let's let's not forget the uh, the big factor in all of this, which is Sheffield Wednesday winning at home, like. I mean, it's. I, I. I don't think coronavirus existed last time Sheffield Wednesday won at home. It is that long ago, so that's uh, that's great. But I mean, look, going going into this game, I mean, obviously losing at, at, at Wickham was was pretty damaging, and I think I probably felt like a lot of Wednesday fans were. You know, I I didn't feel particularly engaged going into this game. I, I wasn't overly kind of bothered, you know, struggled to kind of get excited about team news when that kind of came around and all kind of, you know, a bit sort of head down, not that fussed about it all. Um, and getting the win was was great, but there was performance to match. And how long is it since we've seen Wednesday actually do that at home? Now, I don't know whether or not maybe word had got to... Gary Monk and the players about, you know, we'll talk about the points deduction and, and, and that, whether or not, you know, something had, had already reached the squad about that and maybe there was something that gave them a bit of a boost there. I don't know, but you know, something changed in that few days because it was a very different, it was quite a spirited performance. Yeah, it was. It was, just, it was a really strong response. Um, uh, you know, under... Mounting pressure, you know, the team, Gary Monk. Uh, so for them to deliver at that level, um, it almost makes it worse that they so under, you know, for them to then underperform in the three matches before that, that's what annoys you more, really, is that we've seen now Cardiff away and Bournemouth, two teams that we expect Wednesday to be in the top 10 this season, have beaten. You know, so Wednesday have beaten, you know, what you'd consider two of the top sides in this league and yet have faltered, slipped up against teams who are going to be down there at the bottom. Uh, and this is the maddening con- inconsistency of this team, isn't it? You just don't know what to expect. And this is what we've been saying for some time. And Gary Monk desperately trying to change the culture, the mentality of the team so that you get less of these off days that that they've had. Um, but it, it's, it was great that it stopped the rot. And like you say, the Hillsborough hoodoo has been lifted. Um, you just don't want them to now throw it all away when they play Millwall, where they should be again targeting another three points. As that's really what you would have said would have been the bare minimum from this week if you also include Wickham. So they're actually still trying to play catch-up. And it's never a good position, is it, in football when you're playing catch-up? No, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, tons of... I mean, having the performance was great. Getting the three points was brilliant. The fact that it's against Bournemouth, also uh, a a positive. And I guess, you know, we're now in a position whereby momentum becomes really, really important. 
we lost those three games that we, you know, said that they were critical. They were absolutely vital games and we lost them and we can't go back. There's nothing we can do about that now. We can't change the fact that we lost those, those three games. I'm not trying to brush anything under the carpet here and say, it's all right, Gary, everything's forgotten or anything like that, but it's pointless, isn't it? Like, you know, it, it's th- those games have gone. Now, what we've got to do is take the positives from Bournemouth. And as you say, it is now all about following it up on Saturday. It's another, you know, vitally important game. And it it was always going to be. But then, obviously, the events of Wednesday night, which, I mean, I didn't see it come in and I'd not kind of seen anything kind of knocking around in the media that this was something that, you know, aware about the uh, appeal being heard or anything Likely, it seemed to to kind of leak from uh, was it a guy from ITV, and then twenty minutes later, it's all official and the tables are changed on the internet, and that was that. I mean, talk about like surprise, so out of the blue, but what a huge, huge boost! Like, I, I, you know, couple that with the win twenty four hours earlier, the change kind of psychologically to the Sheffield Wednesday fan base as a whole. I mean, I can only, I guess, really talk about me as a fan, but the difference, how it's changed me, that suddenly a season that didn't look like it was just dead and buried, that it was like, I just don't want anything to do with it anymore. I was like, I I just wanted to distance myself from the rest of this season and, and just forget that football exists to suddenly being right back in the game. And we were off the bottom of the table for a couple of hours only, but like, you know, that, that was... Uh, you know, f- from from looking dead and buried to suddenly it being game on again, it's huge. Nine point swing in twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> what a start to November, eh? You know, that's exactly what the doctor ordered, isn't it? So, um, it was most unexpected, as you say. You know, and and the club. It was it was interesting actually. Uh, I know we're going to come on in more detail to um, the chairman chairman's press conference but yeah you know the club made it very clear that you know the press conference with the chairman that wasn't organized you know thinking that uh you know it was going to be some announcement to the points deduction reduction as i like to call it um it, it's it's more it was you know, just it turned out to be that way you know if actually you know the chairman wanted to speak to the press as soon as the transfer window closed that was when it he, he was hoping to do it uh, and yeah, timing wise, it couldn't really have worked out much better for the club in that, you know, you, you get that long, elusive home win. 24 hours later, you get six points back. Um, so yeah, it, it made um, the chairman's uh, job in a lot of ways uh, much, much easier, really, um, going in to face, you know, the media to do his first really big sit down with all the press, regional, national press, um, for, you know, you could argue probably two years. So, um, yeah, just an unbelievable 24 hours that nobody saw coming. You know, I, I was only told, uh, you know, a couple of days before, you know, it was all confirmed that it was still ongoing. And I think the club expected it to be the back end of November. So it's, it came as a big surprise to everybody, I think, the announcement, a big surprise. I mean, we, you know, kind of talk about the effects kind of psychologically in terms of what a boost it is for us as fans. We can't underplay what kind of psychological effect that will have on the 
players because you know they'll kind of look at it the same way that fans do in terms of there's a point where it just that table was starting to look like the impossible job for Wednesday and now it looks so much healthier that you know that will give the players just such a huge boost won't it yeah it will absolutely and Gary Monk as well you know um, (coughs) excuse me Um, Gary Monk was at his press conference saying that he's not singing in dancing and jumping around for joy uh, that, you know, Wednesday have got six points back. But I'm sure inside he's thinking, wow, this has taken some pressure off. Uh, and look at where Wednesday are now. They're, uh, they're right back in amongst it and beat Millwall, potentially. They go into the international break and they're out of the relegation zone. What a turnaround. You know, every, That's what everyone's thinking. And the players found out at the same time as everybody else. And it it was interesting to see all the reaction that we got on social media, really, from you know, from Josh Windass, I think Barry Bannon, Jerry Pelipesi. There were loads of them that you know, were, you know, were like, oh, you know, we're back in the game here. You know, we're, we're feeling as if it's slipping away from Wednesday, and they're in danger of getting cut adrift. To go from being after Wickham ten points shy of safety to after five o'clock. Tomorrow against Millwall, it could be out of the bottom three. Remarkable! It's the Wednesday way. Of course it is, but it, it put it put a smile on our face, and it, it felt like after those three wins, even beating Bournemouth wouldn't be enough to put a smile on our face. You couple that with the the turnaround in terms of that appeal, and 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 you know, such a different feel about the place, which is brilliant, and we needed it because it was it was getting it was toxic. It really was. Um, all right, brilliant. So we'll we'll talk about um, the next few days. In fact, obviously, we've still got the chairman's um, rather long press conference to talk about as well. Um, first of all, mention for our gold sponsors, Title Law Solicitors. If you don't follow them already on Twitter at Title Law please do uh and also um another chance to win a thousand pounds with wednesday bet this weekend um last weekend the question that we answered how many saves will sheffield wednesday make of course it was joe wildsmith that was in the um net a variety of options don went for between four and six james went for two i believe this continues james's full house winning streak because joe wildsmith did indeed make two saves so again i'm not one to rub it in so i'll just quietly sit here smug for just a second and then we'll continue uh right okay let's have a look at uh yeah let's look back then to um thursday what a crazy week this has been so thursday of course was uh was the chairman's press conference as as you pointed out there the club have been very much at pains to point out that you know it wasn't clever organization in terms of it being the morning after the um points deduction reduction um it was just the way that it all sort of fell it it felt like it was long overdue and in a lot of ways earlier in the week i was kind of dreading this because you know a lot of a lot of fans have been turning on the chairman and you know people are are, are perfectly entitled and, and quite right to have their say about stuff but it was starting to all get really unpleasant and um things starting to fall to bits and we we know that the chairman can be quite defensive at times so i think the fact that there was a couple of positive things to talk about was 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 great kind of going into that as well 
it was a bit on the long side, wasn't it? Three hours altogether. Um, obviously, you know, I've, I've, I've seen kind of, you know, written down form what, what he said. Taking a step back from it all, what, what was the overall kind of mood from, from, from the, from the chairman? Uh, do you know what? He, he's, he's fronted up in the press call and he, um, he, he was pretty sort of jovial and, and you could, you could see that the, the passion that he's got for Sheffield Wednesday, his commitment to Sheffield Wednesday, it can't be questioned. It's impossible. How many chairmen around the country give up three hours of the time to speak to the media? And still at the end, he was saying, if you've got any more questions, get them in now. And I think it has to also be noted, you know, you've been to the steering groups in the past, James. I, you know, I've been to the six hour fan forum epic and um, so really this paled into insignificance um, <laughs> really um in the grand scheme of things but the chairman is incredibly generous with his time um, and he you know it also has to be noted that he's met a lot of supporters down the years and again had meetings with them you know he's had you know the met with the trust a number of times this year you know for hours on end uh, you know, to try and talk things you know, through and listen to them. Um, and th- this was it. On Thursday, I think it was important to speak to the media as it had been a long time. You're right, definitely was uh, you know, long overdue. It didn't get heated um, or, I would say, particularly aggressive, which is what we've maybe seen from time to time, certainly at the last fans forum two years ago. Um, it did get very heated. But, you know, the chairman was... His typical passionate, animated, um, heart on sleeve self. You know, that, that's what it is. You know, he shoots from the hip, um, and, and you can't um, sort of criticize him really for how open and honest he is. And, and if anything, he's too honest about stuff, you know. And I think that yeah. there were certain things that, yeah, you know, he probably should keep in house more, but, um, you know, you. You know, he covered a lot of topics he, and he didn't dodge any questions. You know, he doesn't dodge any questions. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and then he may take quite a while to answer your question. And then they go at the end, <laughs> did I answer your question in enough detail? And you think, you, you, you did, Chairman. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he got some tough questions yesterday and rightly so. And I, I think it was good to see that, uh, you know, he has held his hands up and he's taken responsibility for the points deduction. You know, it's the first time that it's happened in the club's history and that is on his watch and and, and he, he had to. And when you throw in also, we've had what transfer embargoes, other off the field problems that, you know, we, we don't want to go into, you know, we've covered it before. Um, you know, he, he, he had a lot to answer. Uh, and I think that it was good to see him admitting really that he's made mistakes yeah, you talked to you know, about yep. Fernando Forestieri and he should have cashed in on him sooner than what he should have done. Um, you know, and we do forget the chairman when he bought this club, what, nearly six years ago, he said that, you know, he didn't know a lot, if anything, about football at the time. So he's learned on the job, he's made errors, and now what we want to see is, you know, those errors not happen and we want to see them learn and progress. I think you know, there, were, there was a lot of information. There was a lot, a lot of things to take in. Um, that's the sponsorship deal. 
um, that you know he claims yeah. would have been worth eight, nine figures over a ten-year period to the club. Yeah, I think there'll be some fans out there who think that's far-fetched. You know, is that really absolutely um, the the case? I've no doubt for one minute that they certainly have held talks with sponsors and stuff. But again, I don't think it will wash with some Wednesdayites out there, James, when he's saying that you know that was you know they pulled out to the sponsors. Um, because of the negative negativity on social media, um, so uh, yeah, the chairman divides opinion. You just look at it on social media, don't you? In the last twenty four hours, that you know, there's, there's been a lot of yes. praise for him. A lot of people saying, "Great, thanks for stepping forward and, and speaking to the media and giving clarity on certain issues." And then there are there are other people who um, will feel as if he didn't address some subjects enough for me. We would have liked to have heard more about the long-term vision of the football club, what your plans are yes. to get this ship turning back in the right direction. And I, I, I specifically asked him about that, and he talks all the time about you can't plan for too far ahead in the future in football. You know, you've got to maybe you know, work within a sort of two- to three-year cycle. We're still not getting enough of, what's going to happen in the next two to three year cycle though is what I would suggest. And that's what I think, you know, people want to hear more detail on. I, I think um it's a good point about the way that fans have responded on social media because I've I've seen quite a few fans that have been a little defensive of of him, you know, following Thursday and, and kind of saying it's you know, it's time to give him a break now. And and maybe, you know, the points deduction being halved means we can sort of draw a bit of a line under that now and, and stop kind of getting annoyed or angry about it. We we can afford to sort of let it go and and just say, you know, this season now is in our hands and this whole situation doesn't need to come round again. It's it, it's been and gone now, and and it's you know, it, it's effectively something that we can put in the in the past. I think what what kind of stood out to me from the stuff that I've seen him talk about was that this felt like uh, a, a more sensible approach from the chairman. You know, some of the stuff that he talked about and some of the stuff that he said, I'd kind of find myself nodding along, thinking, okay, that's that's fair comment. And I think in the past. I've I've sometimes struggled to kind of get on board with some of the stuff that he's said and and have kind of been a little bit like I don't I just don't I don't get it uh, and and this you know there was stuff that was very uh, logical and you know I, I obviously the, the, sometimes you wonder with him when there's there's still the odd thing that doesn't quite come out in the way that he he means it and and you know it, I, I found it quite interesting when he was asked about Gary Monk that he said well he's still here at the moment which um is is kind of like pro- probably seemed quite a logical way to answer that to him but to everyone else that means all right so you're gonna fire him then at some point um but you know I think we can kind of think that that's not quite what yeah. he what he meant to, yeah. to say and then and the other thing that kind of yeah, I've seen some people talk about is this thing where he said you know we've got to accept Sheffield Wednesday is not a big club which I think you know when you when you actually hear what he was saying in context you sort of like, do you know what? He's 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 actually right. What he's saying is completely logical, um, and and a lot of stuff that he said to me seemed almost like. I, I hope this doesn't sound patronising, but like you know, this is a chairman that's grown up from the chairman that we had kind of a couple of years ago that was quite defensive about stuff and 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 still kind of finding his way. It felt a more rounded chairman. Uh, he was still 
vigorously, vehemently defending Gary Monk, his record, and uh, and then also the you know Wednesday. When you look at the league position, you can't argue that they have gone backwards under him and his premiership. Uh, so yeah, you know he, um, you know, without ever getting feisty or animated, I actually thought the first hour um, he played a pretty much an absolute blinder um, in answering the, the broadcasters' questions, particularly. You know, you could tell actually that he'd done a lot of homework and preparation for the, you know, ahead of this press conference. You know, he knew the type of stuff. He'd been well briefed on what was going to be asked. Uh, but he put himself, uh, he, you know, on the chopping block, you know, above the parapet. And you have to applaud him for doing that. And, um, yeah, I, I think there will just be people out there who won't like his answers, won't like some of what he's got, you know, he had to say. Um, uh, and especially the over, you know, Sheffield Wednesday, it was in relation to Red Bull and those links that we've seen in the past about them investing in the club. And he's saying that, well, actually, Red Bull, if they were going to invest in a football club, they're going to do that with a team in the Premier League rather than the Championship right now. Uh, and, yeah, I, you know, I think you've got to put those comments in, into context. And it's a huge talking point. And I, I'm with sort of you really, James, in that, um, is he wrong? Is he wrong? But actually, you know, Sheffield Wednesday fans, there's still a lot out there who they harp back to the days of the early 90s and when they were in the Premier League. The trouble is that Wednesday have been out of the Premier League for 20 years now and they've got no divine right. Uh, you know, they were the found, you know, they were part of the team's, you know, the founding members of the Premier League, but, you know, they're a long way off that right now um, and so we know Wednesday there's no denying right when you look at the history fan base everything and, and I'm you know you've got to remember that it's not the chairman's first language English and so yeah sometimes that's why some of you know some of what he says is open to interpretation but you know he was he talked a lot about how amazing the fans are but you know he did then also say that there is a minority out there um, you know who damage the club and uh, and I think I just want to really see him the club try and bring everyone back together I think it, you know we don't want the division division's not healthy Sheffield Wednesday aren't going to get back to the playoff years until there's more of a united front and I still feel as if there's a long way to go really to build the bridges mend bridges and get things going in the way that we all want it to be Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I totally, totally agree with that. I mean, the, this question of a big club or not, I just find so irrelevant. I'm just like, it just doesn't really matter. Right now, what matters is that we go and beat Millwall on Saturday. Whether Sheffield Wednesday is, you know, a, a club that's this big or this big or that big is just, it's pointless. It's, it's just, you know, it's my dad's bigger than your dad playground stuff. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. You're as big as the games that you win in, um, and that you're positioning the league. And we, we, you know, we need to beat Millwall on Saturday, start to get ourselves out of that bottom three. And then we take it from there. And, you know, one day if we're back in the Premier League, then we can have an argument about, how how big a club we are, but it just doesn't matter. It's just it's just noise, and it's just pointless noise. Um, and so you know, of, of of all the things for people to pick up on, I just found that just a daft a daft thing. Really, it's 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 wallpaper. Nothing. Um, it was nothing important, more. James. Right. 
No, it was important to get clarity, I think, on um, the Hill, Hillsborough mortgage, the loan. Yep. Uh, and and yep. he, I think he certainly ticked a big box there to try, I think, and ease fans' worries. Um, and again, he didn't dodge any question along those lines. Pr- pr- fairly, you know, pretty thorough, uh, really, I thought, on that. So, you know, he, he you know, from having his um, axes to grind with uh, Forestieri, Steve Bruce, uh, the EFL, they took a bit of a bashing. Um yeah, and again, you think to yourself, um, I, I still want to hear more about the plan, Chairman, really. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. That's what fans out there, I think, want to be reassured that, okay, Chairman, you don't want to bring a CEO in. That's fine. You don't want to bring in a director of football. Okay, that's fine. But how are you going to improve football operations or how are you going to you get through this really difficult period. And he's right, by the way. Everything he said uh, along the lines of EFL, the government, the lack of support financially that all clubs are going through with COVID right now. Um, and, and these are tough times. And I think everybody would echo that we fear a bit a bit right now for the you know, the future of English football. Um, and he, you know, he, he again, though, made it clear that he can financially support the club right now. Um, but we want to hear more about, well, when we get fans back, or again, revenue streams, how are you going to bring the fun? The fun, that's what it is. Um, you know, I read on one of the forums, that's what we want though, don't we? You know, I think over the last few years, too often we've seen the chairman where actually, you know, he looks unhappy or, you know, like the, yeah. the whole, you know, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. And really... We just want to get back to actually, you know, the days of where he was smiling all the time and laughing a lot. And, um, and everybody wants that sort of feel-good factor and buzz to come back to the football club. And, and you know, yeah. as the figurehead, the custodian of the club, that's, that's a big part of his duty is to unite everyone. And I think some of the messages we got were on point. I still think, though, that it, it, there will be Wednesday fans out there who feel as if, he didn't go far enough with some of his messages and what he said. Yeah, I mean, overall, you know, let's let's just take stock of a week that started with such a low point, and then, you know, overall, I think we've got to put this week down as being a, a really good one. You know, we kind of finish it feeling really positive about stuff. It's so dependent on on a, on, a, on a win against Millwall, and and you know we we we're in this kind of roller coaster of a season already, and the most Sheffield Wednesday thing to do now will be to go and probably lose about four nil at home to Millwall on Saturday. So you know it's it's so important that we get that right, and then you know maybe over the international break we can just start to take a bit more stock and just think it, it looks so much more. Um, positive um you know we talked there about wanting the good times back and it's weird for fans at the moment because obviously we're not at, we're not at games and you know following things from afar and feeling quite detached from uh, from football and you know speaking wider than that we're back in lockdown now until at least the beginning of december and you know possibly you know kind of longer than that christmas kind of up in the air as well and being back at football feels like it's probably further away than it has been for a long time and this got us thinking about what what we could kind of you know do to try and sort of help with with that and um not just in terms of you know kind of 
being detached from football and everything. But, you know, from a psychological point of view, in terms of, you know, our, our you know, mental health as football fans and, you know, not going to games and not being around our friends and talking about football and all that kind of stuff. So we are going to be holding our first virtual away day. When Wednesday are away at Stoke, it's on Saturday the 28th of November. And it's pretty simple, this. It's just, it's kind of just an idea. So what we want you to do is to organize something with your mates. So the mates that you would normally go to a game with, right? This is your excuse to give them a shout and say, look, let's get on Zoom on the, the day of the game, right? Let's let's get together in the morning and just have a right good chat let's talk about what's happening in the world let's talk about the football you know let's have a chat about what you know what team selection you pick for this afternoon and I'll tell you how wrong you are that's what we do basically for you know 40 minutes every week Dom um so yeah what we're saying is treat that the 28th of November as a virtual away day get something organized with your mates do it with a few different groups of mates do it with your family do it to whoever you would normally sit in the pub and talk about football with do it virtually and let's all share our experiences on social media let's try and make sure there's no fans left out as well if there's someone that kind of thinks you know what i haven't really got anyone to talk to football about that day you know if you're happy to have other people come and join you in your zoom room or whatever it is that you do it on let's use social media to get this um organized and let's do something that brings a bit of fun back to football and gets everyone back together and talking about football again and try and I know it's virtual but try and recreate that kind of match day experience hey hey James yeah I agree um don't suffer in silence you know you know mental health right now everyone uh I think uh you know out there got to find it hard you know these really tough times you know and I, I I'm lucky to be doing a job that um, you know, it, it's especially this week has been one of the craziest ever. Of like covering Wednesday, following the club, you know, I put it right up there. Um, the the whole sort of emotion, everything you're feeling right now. But yeah, you know, we all have our down days. We all have our dips. So yeah, do get out there and, and talk to people. You know, and uh, hopefully, you know, um we can like try and lift people's spirits a little bit in these you know, really challenging times that we're in right now. And, and that's it. You know, you're going into lockdown for a second time this year. Um, it, it's tough. It's really hard on everyone. Uh, you're not being able to do the things that you want, having to make sacrifices, trying to keep yourself going. Um, and yeah, that's why, uh, you know, we're doing this, aren't we, James, really, to just say to yeah. people that you're not alone. And, uh, you know, if you want to chat, then, yeah, please speak to us both. I think in in some in some way form or or another, um, you know, we're we're all feeling that little bit of loneliness that comes with the fact that you know we're not able to do stuff that we'd want to do. You know, you, you kind of talk about feeling quite fortunate. I'm I'm quite fortunate in terms of the radio work that that I do means that you know I am still going out and working and seeing people, and you know I'm in an office with human beings, and and I feel quite fortunate for the fact that there's a degree of normality there for my everyday life. But there's so many people that don't have that that are, you know are stuck at home. Um, and it's really important that we, you know, still try and talk to as many people as as possible, and 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 you know, try and make sure that we're doing something that 
gives us something to look forward to. So 28th of November, hopefully we'll have lots of kind of bits and bobs over the next couple of weeks to talk about in terms of, you know, what people are, are doing. Um, you know, where we're, we're going to look at, obviously you'll be off to Stoke, but we're going to look at, you know, trying to do a couple of um, live broadcasts through the day with you in Stoke, me in Sheffield um, and a few other kind of things that we're going to try and do. And, you know, please, if, if you're, if you're going to organize something, let us know and we'll, we'll make sure we pass on the information to everyone else. So virtual away day, 28th of November. Looking forward to, um, looking forward to that. Hopefully well out the bottom three by then. And we're all talking about playoffs. That would be very nice indeed. Uh, right, that's going to pretty much bring us to an end for this week's podcast. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. Contact the show at Dom and James. Big thank you again to our goal partners, Title Law Solicitors and Wednesday Bet. Thank you for joining us. If you like Singing the Blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls, and we'll see you next week. 